So it's the end of the year, and this is our last Mass of the end of this year, because we're no, we don't Mass tomorrow, and, and Saturday afternoon Mass is for Sunday, which is the first Sunday of the new year of Advent. So let's talk about hell. Because <laughs> the first reading is pretty intense, and there's a sense of uh, confusion. Like it's, it's complicated. For our, we, we long to be part of the bride, the new city, the eternal Jerusalem, adorned as a bride for her husband, that image of heaven that image of the fullness and glory of the kingdom. And yet, the, the rest of the reading reminds us there is a judgment, there is a first death, if you will, then there's a second death, and there is among the saints and those who shine, like the martyrs who laid down their lives and did not worship the beast and give in to the temptations of the secular world, there are others who did. And it's not a really good situation for them. So I thought I would just be reminded, thankfully today we have a great understanding almost too much so that there is a heaven and lots of people who seem to go there. Um, but the question like this is for everybody. And um, this is a reminder, there are two phases, it seems, when we die. There is a particular judgment in the immediate moment of death. I'm just going to read a couple numbers of the Catechism to remind us that not only the book of Revelation, but several other moments of Revelation in Scripture and through the, Holy, through the Church throughout the years, the Holy Spirit has given us real insight. We don't have to be uncertain of what happens at death. We, we know what happens at death. So for what is worth, death puts an end to human life as, what is human life? The time open to either accepting or rejecting the divine grace manifested in Christ Jesus. The New Testament, like we just read and other places, speaks of a judgment primarily in its aspect of some final encounter with Christ at his second coming. That's the second judgment. But also repeatedly affirms that each person will be rewarded immediately after death in accordance with his works and faith. We think of the poor man Lazarus, the good thief. That was a little question for the men's study group recently. The good thief when Jesus says, today you will be with me in paradise. Like right away there's something. Immediately. So there's a final, the, um, there's, they speak of a final destiny of the soul, a destiny which can be different for some and for others. Good and bad. Each man receives his eternal retribution in this immortal soul before the resurrection of the body at the very moment of his death in a particular judgment of that one person that refers his life to Christ, either entrance into the blessedness of heaven through a purification, like purgatory, or immediately, or immediate and everlasting badness, damnation. Not so good. There's a few numbers on, on heaven, the eternal city from, from God. We, we look forward to that. We're very confident of heaven today, so I'm going to skip that one. Um, the mystery of the blessed, the communion with God, and all who are in Christ. Actually, let me skip this one. We'll jump to hell. Jesus often speaks of Gehenna, the Hebrew word, of the unquenchable fire. Unquenchable fire reserved for those who, to the end of their lives, refuse to believe and be converted, where both body and soul can be lost. Boom. Mic drop. That's right. That's right. The state of definitive self-exclusion. Self-exclusion. I did it to myself. The definitive self-exclusion from communion with God and with the blessed is called hell. Jesus solemnly proclaims that he 
will send his angels and they will gather all evildoers and throw them into the furnace of fire. And then he will pronounce the condemnation, depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire. And then lastly, particular judgment, heaven, hell, and a final last judgment, a second death, if you will. This is 1038. The resurrection of all the dead of both the just and the unjust, will precede a last judgment, the final judgment. This will be, quote, the hour when all who are in the tombs, Jesus said, will hear the voice of the Son of Man and come forth, those who have done good to the resurrection of the life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment and condemnation. This is when the body raises from the dead, the resurrection of the body. Then Christ will come in all his glory. This is the second coming. This is the finality, the end of time. Like Jesus said, the new heaven, the new earth, the coming of the new and eternal city, Jerusalem, down from heaven in all her glory. He'll separate the sheep from the goats, etc. So it's complicated, but it's there for our understanding. That's um, Numbers 1020s and 1030s of the Catechism, if you want to reread them. But it's, 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 a lot of people speculate, like, what's, what's, what happens after death? What do we know? We, no one knows anything. No, we know. We do know. We don't need to have any doubts. I mean, there's some gray areas, but the Catechism, the Holy Spirit has guided the Church to have a clear understanding of things to look forward to, and our Lord's constantly reminding us the last several weeks of November, like, be ready, be prepared. Read the signs of the times, don't be caught off guard. And always be vigilant, always be ready to go. It even says to the blessed, all the eight Beatitudes, blessed are the poor in spirit, the pure of heart, the meek, the lowly, those who are persecuted, those who seek justice, Blessed are you, and when that moment comes, you have nothing to be afraid of. Stand erect. Stand proud. When everyone else is terrified because maybe they didn't follow their conscience, and they are terrified, they haven't gone to confession in 20 years, you go to confession and stand erect because their moment of your salvation is at hand. May our Blessed Mother especially intercede for us as we close out this year. May we be renewed in awareness of what God has given us. Yesterday we talked about so many blessings we've each received. But may, may we also be ready and resolved to live more faithful to our Lord. Yes, hopefully out of love for Him, out of a gratitude for what He's done for us. But if that fails, and we know that in relationships that can fail, at least some healthy fear can push us forward not to give in to temptation. Amen? Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, pray for us.